Welcome to the Interviews Podcast. Welcome, Interisti, to episode 38 of the Interviews Podcast. We are here to recap the tremendous victory from Inter 3 at the San Siro. Inter 4. Fiorentina nil with goals from Marcus Turam in the 23rd minute. He finally gets off the mark in the uh, the campaign. Lautaro in the 53rd. Chalanoglu with a penalty in the 58th. And then Lautaro again with his second goal of the game. Up to five goals now on the season to cap off uh, an amazing, amazing victory. Inter top of the league with a plus eight goal differential. Uh, keeps pace with Milan, who is also on non- nine points, setting up uh, a pretty enthralling early season derby in about two weeks after the international break. As always, I'm one half of your co-hosting duo, Alessandro Rafa, joined here by Johnny Paterno. Johnny, we knew this game was big, especially with Napoli dropping points and, and Milan keeping pace here. After seeing that performance, which of the two Milanese teams at the top of the table has uh, has more momentum here? Real quick, I just got breaking news. Inter have scored again. It is now 5-0. <laughs> oh my gosh, we cannot be stopped. Um, but yeah, going into going into the next to the derby, really. I, and this isn't really just me being a homer. I, it's just with the way we're playing, it's got to be us. It's got to be Inter. It just looks too too easy right now. It really does. You know, everybody was hyping up Italiano ball with the way it, it started this season, the way that they were playing and scoring. And, and you know what? It did look good. You know, Nico Gonzalez looked good the first couple games. I didn't even notice him today except for the dive in the box that he was trying to, you know, trying to get a penalty called for him. Um, I feel so confident. I really do. And... It's crazy. So they said that this is the first time that Inter has started with three straight clean sheet victories since 1966. Yeah. That's insane. I didn't even it is like, insane. That is insane. So, I yeah, I am impressed with that. I'm impressed with the way that they've played all match. Even though it, I even liked us not having possession of the ball. Like they, I think it was 60-40, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It didn't feel like that to me, though. It really didn't feel like. What were they doing with that 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 um, that possession? They weren't, you know, it yeah. wasn't really going anywhere. It wasn't really progressing and turning into anything all that threatening. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. There's, I can't wait to to dive into this. So there is a lot to dive into here, but why don't we go ahead and just keep the uh, the momentum with the clean sheet discussion going here? I have to say. <clears throat> this is the best Devray has looked maybe yes. ever in an Inter shirt. That was an unbelievable performance. Might have been his best game in an Inter shirt. And if this is this Devray that started the season is the Devray that we all thought we were getting last year before Acerbi came in and, and usurped him. If this is the Devray that we're going to be seeing... I think it's a valid question mark to say I don't know that you throw Acerbi right back into the mix here. As good as he was last year, like this this is clearly a player that is confident in form and I don't know if I'm taking him out of the lineup right now. I'm 100% on taking him taking him out of the lineup. I tweeted out that he has been fantastic today and he was. The guy was coming in with greatly timed challenges, was reading the play very well, was you know, in other games last season, he would allow people to really sneak in behind him. He would lose his man. I saw him, you know, he was all over in Zola in the second half. He was all over Lucas Beltran in the first half. I mean, he was influencing the game everywhere. He was vocal. He was clearing the ball and, and crosses in. I don't remember. I don't think he's been like, uh, well, he's performed like this since he won best defender in Serie A. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe, uh, maybe we we can say you know, Skriniar was holding him back. He was holding him down. He was weighing on him. Devry had to cover for that slow hunchback player. Um, but all kidding aside, I mean, I love it. And I and yes, I agree with you. If he continues like this, you can't just throw 
Acerbi yeah. back in. And you know what? It's a good problem to have, though, to have a guy of Acerbi's quality coming off the bench if that's what you decide to do. Or if DeVry has a rough run of games or picks up a knock, whatever, you have Acerbi there um, in that, you know, just in case of emergency. And now you're looking at a potential back three, you know, hopefully, you know, having the extra week that Pavard can get integrated a little bit more. Although Darmian was fantastic today, too, so I don't even know yeah. how you take him out, to be quite honest. But if you decided, you could potentially have a back three of Pavard, DeVry, and Bastoni. And if this is what you're going to have, I don't think we're going to allow a goal all season. Unless it's a penalty or an own goal. Yeah, it's... The you know De Vrij is in form when I think he's doing three things. One, he's winning every single aerial duel, right? Like that is probably the best part of his game. He's absolutely world class at that. Second, he's also one of the best defenders in the world or one of the best center center backs in the world when he's stepping up into the midfield to try to corral that early ball that's played into the striker. He wins so many of those duels that are not like right outside the box or actually further into midfield. It's a really dangerous thing um, for a center defender to step up that high, but he has a really good ability to read when to time those tackles. Uh, and then third, there was one incident um one action where Nico Gonzalez is running at Devray and he goes to take him on the outside and Devray times the perfect tackle. And Nico Gonzalez is one of the most informed players in Serie A, one of the better players in Serie A. And if Devray is going to be doing that, and that's not a strong suit against going up against a smaller, quicker player, but if he's going to be tackling, uh, timing tackles like that, yeah, I'm very, very happy that we're able to have a conversation now about whether it's uh, it's Devray or a and You have to give it up to him. Um, you know, one of the reasons that that we haven't a lot of goal this year. All right, let's go ahead and uh, and dive into some of the key moments in this game. In the first half, I really thought it was a tale of two halves. Right, the first. 25 minutes or so what was it when did we score the goal 23rd okay so the first 20 minutes or so was sort of that feeling out process but after we scored that goal we were all over them and uh finally marcus turam who's been getting a lot of the the headlines and the pundits for some performances finally gets off the mark uh a dimarco cross comes in and he thunders it into the back of the net what did you think of of what we saw from marcus today another He's had a hot start to his uh, his Serie A campaign. Yeah, he's been fantastic. And, and what a signing he was, in all honesty. I mean, all three matches, he's had an influence and an impact in it. I I cannot say enough good things about the The only thing I wish, you know, obviously is the finishing. He should have had, some would say four. I would really argue at least three. You know, um, the fourth, one of the ones that he, he missed in the first half. Um to me, it looked like I don't know how it was in a corner. It looked like Mandragora beat him to the ball. So I don't, I mean, either neither here or there. It looked like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, even, I mean, I, I went back and watched the replay. Like, I kept rewinding it to see it again and again. And it still looked like to me he got it. I don't know how he didn't, but whatever. Um, I thought he was fantastic. And if he continues to play like this, the goals are going to come. I know we keep saying this. This has never been a part of his game. Like he, he, he. W- Last year was his first season as a full-time striker. So, like to transition from a winger when you're normally the one giving the assist to now having to be the the main focal point in the attack, it's a bit of a different different type of play. Um, I think it's going to come with with you know with his experience. Also, he is working with Lautaro, and we see how he's finishing. So he may not even really care about being the one to score as long as the team does score and we continue to win like this. So. I loved his performance. To me, it was like a 9 out of 10. The only thing missing yeah. was really just the, the other finishing. Um, you know, DiMarco gave another... If he had an engine to go for 90 minutes, this guy would be the best left wing back in the world. Probably the le- best, you know... Yeah, definitely. The, if not the best in Italy, definitely the best. Or, sorry. If not the best in the world, definitely the best in Italy. Um, he just doesn't have the motor in him. But that left foot... I mean, Nima has called it this. Like everyone agrees, that left foot is a cheat code, and the way he put that on a platter for yeah. Turam to get onto it. First of all, it was it was perfectly like driven in 
to allow him to even just all he really like to just had to get his head in the right place and the power would be supplied from the cross and it would get past christensen who i thought actually played a very good game himself i agree yeah um <clears throat> you know but like our when when our finishing is like this it doesn't matter who the keeper is we're gonna score the goals so i um i loved i loved what i saw from taram though for sure yeah so okay so a couple things Turam. um the stats guys have him with three big chances mi- missed, but an expected goal of uh, 1.59. So at the very least, <laughs> he should have. At the very least, he should have had two goals today. I mean, there were three big misses. The three big misses were balls that were driven in that needed light tap-ins, and he just, I don't know, read it wrong. Uh, and then there's one where he had a, a clear on goal, not not too clear. The angle was difficult, uh, where he just lashed it besides the post. But he has come into the squad in a in an amazing way in terms of just being able to read how we play the game, how Inzaki plays the game. I think the potential of this, what are we gonna call it, Thula? Uh, it's duo up top. I think it's Thula. I was calling it Llama, but that's fine. Oh, Llama. Okay. I mean, yeah, but yeah, you know, I see more people calling it Thula because, yeah, but I, but I was saying, you know, Lautaro, Marcus, I went with Llama. Yeah, just... he, he, brings, um, he brings some different attributes than what we've had in terms of strike, par- strike partners for Lautaro the past couple seasons. I love the way that he drives at defenders. It feels... It feels really dangerous, you know, like it feels like he's going to beat you, which is uh, really good to see because that's not we were probably one of the worst teams in the league last year in terms of being able to have guys go at people. Uh, So it's really nice to see that he's going to get his goals. Go ahead. I was going to say, if Ranieri Ranieri doesn't take him down in that, that challenge in the first half where he was dribbling at him, I think he's clear on goal for a second one. So. I mean, yeah, the dribbling is fantastic. The pace, even really the chemistry that he has with uh, Lautaro and even, you know, just his his thoughtfulness. He is thinking two, three steps ahead when he has the ball at his feet. That one that he set up perfectly for Dumfries, who just didn't read it. I don't know how. Everybody knows that if you're going that wide and you're coming in at that kind of angle to just keep running in because they're probably just going to drop it back for you. I yeah. mean, it, it's it's like a common thing. And we and there's people, I won't name names, but who are saying that like, oh, you know, they're just not, you know, they're not used to playing with with uh, with Marcus like that. I'm like, it's really not. I don't want. I don't, I don't wanna, know if I would I don't put wanna, that on Marcus. I don't want to. I don't want to hear that. Like this, you know, Dumfries should have just if he runs in there, even if he like, I, even if he runs in and just blasts it right at the keeper, I would have been fine with that just because it it still it's, was a brilliant, you know. Play, right. so. And the chances are that he spills it are are pretty high. So if you get the uh, the right if shot, you put it right. Out, yeah, exactly. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. So I the the last thing that I want to say about Duram is that I think um, I know we're only three games in, but I think we can we can begin the conversation around whether or not he actually is the better fit for this team than Lukaku and Jeko, just because we talk about the. Um, the way that he runs at at players on the counter, it's it's very very dangerous. And given our style of play, where Inzaghi played the high line last year, but eventually we moved to playing a little bit deeper. Having someone like Duram who has a better first touch than Lukaku, so he's a better outlet uh, and can control the ball, and is also like I think he's faster, and I think he's got a little bit more tricks in his in his bag um, to be able to take players on. So I think when all is said and done, we may be looking at a player that was an even better fit than what we've seen from Lukaku and Jekyll, even though they've been so great. Um, you know, let's let's at least start the conversation when it comes to Turam. I, I th- yeah, I think people would agree with you. I don't think it's. I don't even think you have to start the conversation. I think the conversation's over. Like. Damn. For what we need for what we have and what we've been lacking like we don't have Onana anymore now you can still kind of start from the back and as long as you get it out to whether it's a DiMarco or Turam to be able to run and, and get in a space that is something that we've been missing you know since Hakimi's got, been gone so I mean Onana would have made this even more dangerous which after his performance today for Man U who knows maybe December we see another you know sit down with with Barzagi and 
he's coming back, you know, next summer. Who knows? But I think Tudam Lukaku, the better goal scorer. We're not I'm not gonna argue that. I but Final. I think in yeah. terms of you know there was even a ball, I forgot who played I think it was Hakan played it over the top that Tudam brought down that if Lukaku tried to bring down that same ball, yes, it didn't lead to an a, chan- a chance. Lukaku kick like that ball goes off him and rolls either right to the goalie or out of bounds. Into, into the Curva Nord. Like, I mean, it's just <clears throat> you need that. You need that in this day and age to be able to play these long balls. You need to have guys who have great touch, who have great control, who are able to assist, score, whatever. Um and Lukaku was kind of one dimensional. And he also, you know, was a little clumsy in front of net. Like, I feel like he he would have missed these same opportunities that that Turam we've had. We've seen so. him. We've seen him miss those same opportunities. And against Fiorentina, so like, yeah. it's you know, Turam is 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 the better fit. I'm not saying he's the better player. I'm saying he's a better fit. Same way I say Hakan's the better fit for Inter than Eriksson is. You know, I personally like Eriksson more, but certain guys bring certain characteristics that you need that that just you know they fit better with the the way the team plays. So, um. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think we even need to really have the question or the conversation because it's, it's, it's evident. And I know it's only three matches and it's a small sample size, but anyone with their eyes can just see it for themselves that this guy is having a much bigger impact than, than Lukaku had. Yeah, and speaking of, of perfect fits, my guy, my captain, Lautaro Martinez, mm. another perfect performance perfect performance five goals so far the leader in Serie A with no penalties needed don't forget it okay Jiru no penalties needed my guy's in the right place at the right time and he's finishing chances he was so so good today I like literally did not put a foot wrong uh his pressing was on point uh, even the way that he was beating his man was on point, laying off, just being the perfect strike partner for Turam and, of course, getting on the board twice. Uh, Captain Lautaro is a different animal here. Uh, something feels, he feels like he's on a uh, on a, a quest for maybe the Ballon d'Or this season. Um, what do you take away from yet another just out-of-this-world performance from Lautaro who has started this season probably the best of his career so far. Dude, it's not even... I don't even know how to put it into words, what he's doing, the finishing that he has, the touch that he has, the vision, the movement. Everything feels like it's finally come together and he is a complete striker, like a real like number nine, although he's the number 10, you know what I mean? Like He's the real missing piece to his game has been the consistent finishing and that 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 ability to just put it in from any angle like now it just feels like whenever he's got space time a chance even a half chance it feels like it can go in and my goodness i love what i'm seeing i love what he's doing i love just his leadership and his ability to capitalize on these chances that others may not have been able to do Others may not have wanted to do and others, you know, and I'm not pointing fingers at another Argentinian former captain, Mm. but, you know, inspire the rest of your team to want to continue in this, this type of manner. Whereas I feel like although they are making sure to get the ball to Lautaro, it's not like they're trying to run everything to Lautaro and force it to Lautaro. Right. And even Lautaro, he works for the team. He drops back. He gets. He receives the ball. He turns. He's looking for people to lay it off to and continue progressing the, the play. He's not a selfish leader. He's, he's everything. And if he continues at this pace of five goals every three games, he's going to finish with 65-plus goals, guys. So we're just going to assume that he's just going to set some kind of new record and win himself the Ballon d'Or, you know, as the greatest single-season goal scorer in the history of European football. Sorry, Messi. Sorry, Ronaldo. We have it. Um, but man, no, really, like this. Comp- this performance was was beautiful. I wanted him, you know, when he took that shot that got deflected, that kind of gave Christensen a bit of a, like a knock, and and people were saying, you know, the, the announcers were saying right. he should have laid it off to Cuadrado. I wanted him to be selfish in that instance because you know what? Go for the hat trick, man. Go for it. I'm yeah. not. We're, we're up for nothing. I don't care if you miss it. You know, you 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 hit a kid in the face in the crowd. Go for the goal, man. 
Like, I want you to be selfish now. It's okay. Like, when you have this kind of instance, I'm okay with it. Um, there are, obviously there's times when if you, you know, if it's two on one, it's just you and market, maybe I would want you to pass to just go for the, you know, to get the three points. But in this instant, when you have this big of a lead and you have like Fiorentina is not threatening in any way, shape or form, just go for it. So, um, part of me wanted him to take the penalty, but I'm okay with that. I also think that's a good leader where he knows his, maybe his deficiencies and his weaknesses in his game that he gives it to the guy who has been good, you know, taking the penalties for us. That, that, to me, is a real leader, and I think that Lauti is really endearing himself to not just, you know, Interista, but I think, you know, to, to fans of the, of, of the game in general. Yeah, and also, let's, uh, let's be real about why we are seeing what we're seeing from Lautaro this year. Nima threw down the gauntlet. He threw down the challenge. He said 25 goals, and Lautaro said, bet. <laughs> he's already what? He's already twenty percent of the way there. Twenty five percent of the way. Unbelievable. Uh yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, Nima, and a lot Nima's of just the ultimate jinx, you know. He uh <laughs> Nima the big Napoli fan. I think he was really hoping Osiman would be he did pick Osiman to be his capo canoniere. I think Nima forgot that uh Osiman's not gonna be there in January too, so all yeah. right. All right. You want to disrespect was... your boy? No wonder he's coming out scoring because he feels disrespected by Nima Tovali. Rude, sorry. Tovali. I'm sure Lautaro is going to have a few Tovalis for some goals this year. Um, but yeah, an, uh, an amazing performance from the captain. And he's one of the players. He's one of, let me see. He's one of five players that I think had a perfect performance. We've talked about three of them. The giant Stefan Devray, Turam, you know, coming into the side and and really uh, being exactly what we need. The captain Lautaro having an amazing start to the season. There's another player looking at our midfield that I think has started this season incredibly well. He looks, uh, he was probably uh, you know one of the players under the most pressure, given that we lost um, a, a player that we've loved for so long in Marcelo Brozovic and. We saw glimpses of it last season. Was Hakan going to be able to do this all year? Hakan was another stellar performance from him, breaking the lines perfectly with his passing, defensively looking very, very strong. The work rate is just as up there with Brozovic. If you've been looking at the uh, the kilometers uh, ran during these matches, he's working, working really hard. And like you mentioned, Johnny gets the opportunity for the penalty. Uh, maybe to establish himself as this team's number one penalty kick kick taker. I'm not certain that he's going to take everything for the rest of the year. We, there may be an opening for Lautaro to come back in, but another another amazing performance from one of our veterans in uh, Hakan Chalanoglu. Yeah, no. Um, I know. Uh, I know you've been trying to stay away from the Twitter with it, uh, but this he was talked about in the first half as probably being the man of the match so far by some people. Um, I, I, I would have, you know, said, I said Lautaro personally, um, based on the first half when we were talking to have this conversation, but I could see, you know, Hakan was having a fantastic game. Uh, another one where he was just, the vision was there, the timing with his tackling, his, his, his defensive awareness and responsibility. Yeah, I mean, I think that a lot of that goes overlooked, not just with him. I mean, I mean, even I think with with Brozovic, I think a lot of people took it for granted the the awareness and and just knowing where your man is and knowing when to be in the right position and be able to to help your back line. It, it is almost like playing like we're playing with four at the back sometimes with the way he is back there covering, getting the ball out, getting it out to the men in space to be able to just start the counter attack. I was worried that once he got paid and once Brozovic was gone, he, the motivation would be gone. And we are not seeing that with Hakan. It's been just another fantastic performance after performance. And he looks like he wants to prove that he is among the best registas, not just in Italy, but in the world as well. Um, and I love it. I love what I'm seeing. I want him to continue like this. You know, the only thing that I think has really been lacking is his free kick ability. Um, you know, I mean, he did have a good shot today. But I was yep, worried he was going to go straight into the wall again. You know, like, I mean, what? We, I'm glad it didn't. But, it, I mean, you know what? It's it's a small thing to complain about when you look at his his entire game as a whole. So I am, uh, yeah, another great. I mean, I would give him an, an eight and a half out of ten if I had to give him a score or something. So I love it. 
there's very few things really to look at. You know, when we if we like look at it at this game as a whole, um, aside from one player, but I don't want to bring it up. Um, we're gonna talk about them all. We're gonna talk about oh, them all. Oh gosh, I, do we have to? Because like I'm, there's two guys that I don't even want to talk about anymore. But anyway, I'm I'm very happy with 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 Hakan, and I I you know hope that him and the rest of our midfield continue to pre- perform the way they have, even though Barella didn't have his best game either. Okay, that's a, a good segue into speaking about Chala's uh, partners today, the rest of the midfield. Um, let's start with uh, with Nicolo that you just mentioned. Yeah, today wasn't his best game. Um, every time he's on the ball, you, you can see the quality. My, I'm probably going to get shit for this, but I I really didn't love the... Like he got the yellow card at the end of the first half for continuing to complain about the foul that, you know, he suffered from Artur, who it was a studs up foul. In fairness to Artur, he wasn't high enough off the ground for it to be something that I thought was intentional. Like I thought, you know, showing studs is is obviously a, a bad tackle, but it it rode up on him and and Barella, you know, got the worst of it. What I the not that I have a problem with it, but what I think he should be more mindful of, and one of the concerns I had when you know everyone was saying like we have to name Barella captain, is this this hot headedness that there's nothing that you're going to gain from a getting a yellow card uh, by complaining to the referee. We can argue whether the referee was wrong to give him the yellow card, but at the end of the day, if you're if you have a player in your ear, you can expect uh, a referee to give you a yellow card. Um, but as the vice captain, like. When you get a yellow card, Simone is looking to take you off fairly quickly, right? So we knew he was only going to get 15 to 20 minutes in the second half after that. And also, referees are human, right? If you're yapping in their ear, it, you could put your your team at a disadvantage on a 50-50 ball that, that may uh, come back to haunt us. So again, I'm probably going to get shit for it, but I think there needs to be a little bit more in that moment maturity from Barella to avoid that uh, the yellow card. I'm going to be honest, the, the yellow card didn't bother me. Um, you know, I tweeted out that, you know, Vecino got a red card for a similar challenge against Juve um, that cost us that game when he got it like around the 17th minute. So I, I was like, not even a card though. I'm not expecting a red, but not even a right. card for for Arthur for that. We went to VAR, nothing. When when they go to the VAR against Inter, red card. So I I want consistency. I'm not saying that 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 changed. The, obviously, we won the game comfortably, nothing to worry about. But like, how how do you not give a card? How does nobody think that that's a that that's at least a yellow? At least it is a dangerous play that could have. Theoretically, like if he really stomped him there, that could have ended his game. That could have put him out maybe a week, two weeks, who knows how long, whatever. Um, I don't understand how that's not even looked at properly. I don't, I don't know. It, it, it's not to me. I'm okay. I want someone to be worked up and angry over that. Now, do I want him to get stupid yellows? No, but I'm. I'm. I guess having been a similar player myself, I used to chew the the refs' ears out when when things went against us. When things, you know blatant things are missed like that it, it doesn't bother me as much i agree with your point about him not being you know showing that he's not mature enough to be captain material um but at the same time i think everybody needs a little bit of of, of grinta in them in them to you know you don't want to look like you could just be walked over as a team you know and that people can get away with these types of things i'm glad he didn't go you know and retaliate or do something stupid in that sense either but i don't know maybe maybe i just see it differently than than uh, than you on that, but it doesn't mean I, I you're wrong. I just I just I'm okay with it. I guess. Yeah, I I don't I I don't disagree with you on on some of the stuff there. It's just more so the the yellow card getting the card for me, which I guess you can't really control. Um, you know what kind of referee you're gonna get. I do these referees. Some of these referees seem very new to you, like Mateo well, Marchetti. Marchetti, this they said it was only like his twentieth game ever it's in Serie A. Twenty third. I just looked it up. Okay. It's twenty third in Serie A. Um, but some of these refs look really, really young this year. I don't know. I've seen a lot of faces that I'm not necessarily really familiar with, and we'll see how they do um, throughout the year. It could be a good thing because we did have some 
some referees in Serie A that needed to go by the wayside. But all in all, a decent game from Nicolo. It's not one that he's going to write home about. Um, another, another decent game. I think you're probably going to disagree with me on this. I think Miki Tarian is is. Um, Simona really likes him because he definitely it feels like you have a veteran presence there. Nothing is too flashy. Like he's just he's just playing the game very, very safe. I think we're gonna see a lot of Mikitarian starting this year because I think that Simona likes to, you know, let's be safe, let's get our lead. Uh, and then if we need to make changes, we can make changes. People um, who are listening to this, I wish you could have seen my face when Alessandro said Mikitarian. I'm glad this is not a video podcast because my my jaw hit the ground my eyes wide and i was like what did i just hear but go, go ahead i don't i don't think that he was i don't think that he was that bad i think that i mean I, he you know he, like he wasn't bad okay <laughs> he wasn't oh, bad okay okay uh but you know instead of me saying he wasn't bad why don't you go ahead and tell me what what the problem with him is the problem is his awareness is terrible. His passing was awful. Another game where I just see him turning the ball over, being lazy in midfield, getting muscled off the ball. No. Are we are we yes, are we are we waiting for him to just like pull up with an injury to to get him out of the lineup? Like I I don't understand this constant reliance on him. I I know Inzaghi loves his older players. And it's not just me. It's not because I want to see Fratesi or I want to see somebody else. I mean, obviously, we brought people in who I think are capable of doing the role. But it's also like you want to... When Mickey's at his best, he's able to come in and give a burst, give a, give a, give a spark to the squad, give a little bit of... of, of a, be a difference maker in times. What I'm seeing after start after start so far this season is just poor passing, poor awareness, just lackadaisical movements like I don't I don't I don't know I don't see it there was a ball in the second half where he gets it he's taking he's you know he's moving slow to the midfield if he releases it as soon as he gets the ball to Lautaro who he clearly tries to get it to that's that's an opportunity on goal but because he takes two more steps with the ball it gets intercepted right away and boom Fiorentina's going the other direction and he's lazy to return on defense. Like, I, I don't know. I don't see it. I'm not. A, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of his anymore. I I appreciate everything he did do, but right now I, I just don't see him being starter worthy. I, like the same thing with Dumfries. I, I don't get how players can make mistake after mistake and not do anything positive for long periods of the game, and then continue to be rewarded with starting roles. It just doesn't make well, sense to me. Yeah. So. I agree with you. Let's yeah, let's talk about them as a pair, right? Because if we if you were to ask me if I think that Mikitarian and Domfries are part of the best 11 players that we could put on on the pitch, like our best best lineup, I wouldn't say that they are. But I do understand Inzaghi, like when he looks at his squad, saying, I'd rather be putting on Fratesi and Cuadrado. Like if if Mikidarian and Dumfries are good enough and this team, the team around them are good enough to give me 65 minutes prior to legs getting tired, and then I can put Fratesi and Cuadrado, he may look at it as a matter of not, I don't have to put my best 11 players on the field. But in a in a game management sense, and I think that that's a lot of the reason why we saw Jekyll starting over Lukaku last year. I think this is part of how Simone goes about managing a game. It's he doesn't need to put his best eleven. He needs to put the players in the positions that they can be most effective. And I don't. Do you, let me ask you this: Do you think Mikitarian and Dumfries are as effective coming off a bench? against tired legs as Cuadrado and Fratesi would be? I think Mkhitaryan, yes. I don't think Dumfries could be effective against... In any sense of the word? <laughs> Primavera players, to be honest. Like, I don't I don't see what other people see. Like, I see... Like, somebody was calling, you know... I, I know they were trying to be funny with it, but, like, I see, like, things like, you know, oh, like, Dumfries so far this season, and somebody puts a photo up of Cafu. Like, 
dude, like, no, no. I, he scored one nice goal. One nice goal. Which How many opportunities is he? a product of, of Turam playing, playing him imperfectly. Perfect ball, yeah. Like, uh, what what is this guy doing to merit starting week in and week out? And I'm not even comparing him to Hakimi because we all know that's the most unfair comparison in the history of football, probably. Like, what what is it that this guy brings to the team that nobody else can bring? Nothing. Nothing. He yeah. does nothing better than anybody else on this team. He does nothing. I, there was a play, too, where uh, Darmian's yelling at him to get back in defense and man mark. And he's just, you know, trotting through the through, through the field. Like, I just don't understand it. Like, what is your role? I don't know. And I, I, I'm, I'm just tired of him. I'm tired of seeing him every game start. And I'm not saying Cuadrado is the guy that should be starting week in a week because he's 35 now. We saw how little influence yeah. he had with Juve when he was the every game starter. And maybe this is giving Cuadrado a fire to to have an impact. But look, he comes on, boom, assist right away. Yeah. Like, you're just uh, not like going to get that. Immediately looked very dangerous. Yes, immediately. like immediately. So maybe this is what, you know, Inzaghi's going with to have someone that can be an immediate spark off the bench. Fine. I'm okay with it, I guess. But I'm hopeful that maybe next year, you know, we can get somebody in who can actually do their job and have impact, not just going forward, although that is where his weakness is mostly, but also we'll do the work coming back too because I don't want my right center back to have to cover for you constantly and yelling at you. Like, yeah, Bastoni is able to go forward because DiMarco can drop back and cover. And, and although he's not the strongest defender, he does still get back. Darmian has to stay back and make sure he stay back just because Dumfries is a bit of a lazy defender, in my opinion. Like, this pace that is a myth that they say he has. There is no pace. It's 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 the biggest myth I think it's in the just, world. It's just people looking at him and seeing athlete as opposed to his game. His speed in real life is probably amazing. His game speed is not uh, not good enough where he's consistently able to beat people. The Loch Ness monster, leprechauns, and Denzel Dumfries' pace are the three biggest myths in the world. And I don't, you can't tell me otherwise. Like, I just don't see, I don't even, game speed, no speed. He could be running shirtless with, like, whatever trainers, um, you know, Justin Gamble has, and he still wouldn't be fast to me. Like, the guy is just not it, and I'm, I, I, I would give anything to, to get rid of him. So... Yeah, so I mean, we'll we'll cut it off here because obviously we had an amazing performance today, and and I think the point of all this is like, Migitarian and Dumfries are probably or very likely not the part of the best eleven players that we can put on the field. But as of right now, they're doing their job. As it's even like people see substitute and think like, oh, you're a bench player. It's not really that. It's like people have different roles, and Migitarian and Dumfries are eating minutes for a team that's really, really good and allowing players like Cuadrado and Fratesi to be effective when they come on later in the game. Although I thought Fratesi was pretty much non-existent, even though he got the most minutes of, of any of the substitutes today. But anyway, that, yeah, that also no, has, I, has to do with, with that like game, game situation, um, right? Like we were kind of sitting back and not really on the ball. So that's probably why. Um, but why don't we go ahead and shift over? Actually, we'll we'll do one more thing. Yeah, let's talk about the midfield sus- substitutes now that we're on, on the topic. So Fratesi comes in in the 59th because Barella gets the gets the yellow. Um, so we get to see more minutes out of Fratesi than uh, we've seen all season, but very ineffective, likely because of the game situation. Like I just mentioned, Aslani makes an appearance off the bench, was, which was... Good to see because I was hoping that Simona didn't forget about him. He comes on the 78th and again, I don't know that there's any criticism that you can levy against these players given that it wasn't really... Yeah, no, like, I, can't, I can't really say anything about him or like I, I thought like Arnautovic was not really noticed either. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I just think it's I, like you said, I think it's really the, the game and where it was and the situations like that we weren't going to really be trying to go for goals or, or have to really worry too much. So, yeah. Yeah. You mentioned a player who would be the other one that I would say had a perfect game today. Alessandro Bastoni. What a beast. 
Um, again, like his passing is it, his. It's not even the the fact that he can switch the field better than probably any defender in Serie A. It's the fact that his timing of when he knows that the the game needs this sort of play, it just seems to pop up at the perfect time. Um, and I love like I love seeing him get forward. Like you said, you know, Di Marco is is hanging back. He should have he knows when to hang back or has the ability to hang back, and he knows he should have had an assist today. Like, Turam should have put that away. That should have been an assist for Bastoni. Just um, one of the best defenders in the world. People took too long to recognize Brozovic as one of the best midfielders in the world, and people still sleep on him. I don't want that to happen with Bastoni. This this is one of the best defenders in the world. He should be starting for Italy. Um, you know, I, I hope that he's part of Inter for a long time. And just another... Another brilliant performance from uh, from the lefty. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about it. I mean, I'm happy to see him him back um, doing what he does best, which is you know progressing the ball, having impact offensively, great passing, great vision. But he also had some great interceptions and tackles today as well, which I think definitely goes you know on not unappreciated, but definitely you know more people recognize his ability on the ball more so than his defensive ability. Uh, but today, yeah, he was uh, he was great. He was great, and um, I agree with you. Yeah, I hope that more people recognize his game and appreciate it now, as opposed to you know him having to go to Saudi Arabia like Brozovic did for people to finally recognize um, just how impactful and influential you know he is. So it's gonna be it's gonna be good for sure um, to have these guys continuing to to grow and have such good impacts on the team in in every aspect of the game. So I'm I'm really I'm really excited about this season, man. Like I know we were just like venting about you know players or I was I should say I don't, I didn't want it to be negative in any say sense. Obviously a four nil win is is massive, um, and I'm just I'm excited for where this team could go. Um, the potential we have, uh, you know this this is really looking like a scudetto scudetto winning team, and I think that we can really get that second star here. Um, if we yeah. just keep pushing it like the like the, like we have, yeah, I don't. I mean, I I don't think it's it's negativity. It's like I, I think we're allowed to have these conversations um, about you know certain players and and really talk through it, despite the fact that it was a great win. It was a four 0 win, obviously. Um, a lot of people were a lot of interisti were sleeping on this team or forgot because of how tumultuous the summer has been. And I think that, you know, we talk about the players every single one of these podcasts, um, but we need to talk about the work that Simone is doing and the work that he's done in the three seasons here or in his two and a, and a little bit here um, into a CL final, lost to Scudetto in, in heartbreaking fashion in his first season, has won us multiple Coppa Italias, the Supercopas, and... Um, you know, is is beginning to slowly integrate new players into the team and rejuvenate this side a little bit. Um, and I think, you know, he's been managing these games perfectly. And, and Fiorentina, if you look at chance creation through the first two rounds, they were leading the league. I know that they played Lecce and, and Genoa, um, but they were leading the league. It, you know, Italiano side are known for creating. And what did they do? Like, Bonaventura firing over the bar in the first half. Um, a couple... Okay, let's talk about this guy. Actually, really, really quickly, let's talk about Darmian to round out the defense. Um, another solid, solid game today. I yep. think the thing that I kept thinking about Darmian is Pavard coming into this team is going to eat Darmian's minutes, but in reality, it should be eating Dumfries' minutes. Because you can put you can put Darmian at right wing back and have Cuadrado coming in, and that's probably your best right wing back duo as opposed to Dumfries coming in. And you know, I highly doubt that that's the case, but I think you'd probably agree with me that Darmian's minutes aren't the one that should be cut out here with Pavard coming into the team. I mean, in my perfect world, yeah, that would be the case where we would be able to push uh, Darmian further up front of the pitch. 
and utilize. I mean, that to to me, that would be the smartest thing to do against Milan going into the derby because obviously with the weapons they have and how, I mean, look at how well Darmian was able to negate um, Leao. Now, if you have Pavard and Darmian there, that'd be great. You know, especially when you know you're going to have to worry about Pulisic. I mean, Giroud probably going to get a soft penalty somewhere at some point, maybe. And, right, right, right. We you have know, to like if you, that. You, you they, have I to... think they start they start every they start game with one point, yeah they I think they start every game with point eight xg like before yeah, the are, first whistle before right. the first whistle they already have a one goal advantage essentially so um you know it's just so funny to me like how, I think they've only scored one non penalty goal I think I saw that somewhere no, it was Pulisic so this... no two two Pulisic two. layout. Okay, so they have six goals, and a third of them are are non penalties. Like, <laughs> I mean, whatever. It is what it is. I um, yeah, no. We we what we need the strongest eleven on the pitch, and I think having Pavard and Darmian there on the right side gives you yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Darmian can deliver a good cross too. I mean, we've seen him do it numerous times he has that in his game he is willing to go uh forward now he's not obviously the most athletic he's not going to beat a man you know with the ball but neither is Dumfries so it's like what what are you losing you losing exactly so I mean in my perfect world that would be the case but hey we'll see we'll see what Inzaghi does I I mean I think we know what he's going to do so there's no reason to get our hopes up and get excited over this but another great performance by Darmian he just he is the epitome of consistency. Like you just yeah. look up consistency and you're going to see a picture of Mateo Darmian always going to work for the team, always going to play hard defensively, never loses his man, never makes a mistake at the back. Doesn't do anything flashy or that stands out, but that's because he is just always the calmness back there. And yeah, I love him. He's a Swiss army knife. You could put him anywhere. He'll do anything. He is really like the first, the most team first player. I well, you could even argue Lautaro, but you can make a case for either one of them to be the most team first players. So, yeah, I think the last the last thing that we have to touch on here is the goalkeeper. Um, Careful, I want I want you to to give your thoughts on Somer's performance before I I tell you how I felt when watching him today. I don't know. I, I don't know what where. The nerviness comes from I I I'm calm. I don't see I, I just don't see what other people see that that could be negative with him. He's not Onana. I, again, like I'm not expecting him, you know, the, the ball playing is is not the greatest. Like when he when he kicks it up, very few times does it does it get to his man when he's going, you know, deeper towards midfield or even a little bit further. Um he had a few that did, you know, happen to hit Lautaro in his chest, but I just don't see that as really being a strength of his game. I mean, in terms of saving, he did what he, he did what he had to. You know, he had a good reflex save on a ball where he got with the you know his forearm yeah. um, that he was able to get out. He made a, a two-handed grab, which to me is good. You know, you want to have that rebound control. Um, he's a shorter goalkeeper too, though, so it's going to be a little bit harder yes. for him to grab some of those those outstretched ones, and, and he's going to have to work a little bit harder at it. He's but, the shortest in Serie A. But yeah, see, but that's to me his reflexes are are his strength, and I think obviously when you're a goalkeeper of that height, you have to have the reflexes to make up for it. Um, so I, I mean, I'm I'm calm. Like I, I do I think he's gonna be you know the greatest goalkeeper we ever have. No, but I think he's gonna be the best goalkeeper that we can have to transition to somebody who can be with us for 10, 12 years, whatever it may be, um, yeah. at some point. So. Yeah, I agree. I agree in the sense that that was the role that he was always going to play. I think um, I just the it's not even the the ball playing that I I felt strange about today. It was the it was the high balls that were coming in. I don't think that I've noticed before his height uh, until today where he had to make some decisions on whether or not to come out for that, you know, for a ball that was probably based around, can he get there and claim it? I don't know that it'll be an issue this year if, you know, 
we're looking at a defense consisting of Bastoni, Acerbi, Devray, Pavard, like, you know, they should all be able to handle uh, aerial duels that Somer can't get to. But there's just like these little moment, these little in-between moments of of nerviness that I've noticed today. Um, not that he had to do anything and, and listen, he's but it's playing his, it's in his front fifth of game. It's his fifth game with the team, too. Yeah, I'm not. Like, I'm not. I mean, third, third actual meaningful one. He played two preseason games. He's going from playing with a back four now to a back three. It's different. I think it's going to take time. Like, not everybody's going to come in and, and have the impact that Onana had. Which, mind you, he still lost his first match. You know, like when he did come. Granted, yep. it was against Bayern Munich, but not everyone's going to come in, make ten saves, and, and 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 you know, do everything, do everything great. I'm. I'm. It's not I'm, good if know. your team is is giving up you know, 10 shots for you to have to save in the first place. So I guess, you know, a lot of it is on the defense. I just, I'm not like, it's not a worry. It's just like a notice of, okay, this is, you know, things are different, right? Right? Yeah, no, it definitely is. And you're not right. I don't disagree with you on that. It's obviously, yeah, it's going to be different. Um, But I think he is building that rapport with the defense. He is vocal. Like you see him yelling at, not yelling, but like, you know, just being loud to his defenders and the people around him, you know, to be aware of things and and to kind of calling out guys who are making moves into the box. I think it'll come. Um, You know, he has been a good, consistent goalkeeper for many years, whether it be, you know, with Basel, Moshin Gladbach, the guy is a a class goalkeeper. Um, and playing balls, you know, off corners, off across was never a weakness of his. So I think it's just really getting used to to your surroundings, getting used to your teammates. Um, you know, who's going to want to challenge for balls and who's going to, you know, maybe not be so inclined to go up for a, a header. I don't know. So I I see what you're saying because, I, I mean, I did notice a couple, but like I wasn't, I don't know, I was, I guess I was more calm because I thought, hey, he's just you know, third game in the season, getting used to everybody. And I mean, listen, two two straight clean sheets where he had to make big saves to keep clean sheets. And all I yeah. really asked for is for a, like a goalkeeper to make the saves that he has to make. And so far, yeah. he's been able to do that at the very least. We, like you said, you know, we're, we're going into our the fourth round with no goals uh, conceded for the first time and. Since you said 66, was it? 66, 66 so it's 50, 57 yeah. years. So, I mean, yeah, the job job well done. Something to keep an eye on um, as the season progresses. But amazing team performance. We felt in control of it throughout the entirety of the game. When we went one nothing up uh, 23 minutes into the game, after that, I think I've seen from this team moments where in the past moments where, you know, we can we can let teams back into the game. This was not that Um, this was not that. And that gives me the most confidence in saying like this team might be really different. Um, It's the perfect team for for Nzagi. He finally has built his team in his image. Um, We're playing really well now. We have to stay healthy over this international break. I think every Interisti should cross their fingers, um, hope we stay healthy. And I think, you know, the only guy we got to worry about is Alexis Sanchez. Yeah, that's the one. Always gets hurt for Chile. So as long as he comes back healthy, I think we'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah. um, I want to, I. Obviously, Milan is going to be missing Tomori, which is bad news for, for Lautaro because he That's, would yeah, love... Lautaro just lost two goals. So we're not only are we down one, <laughs> yeah. but we're also not getting two freebies to make up for it. So Right. We need to score at least three. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the team's in a good spot heading into this derby. This was a really important win. Uh, top of the table. I think a lot of Interisti who were doubting us, you know, like, let's... um. Let's give this team our support and the faith that they deserve. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else from today's game that is important to touch on. I think the one thing we forgot to mention was Turam's through ball for Lautaro's goal was fucking awesome. Gorgeous vision for sure. Yep. It was fucking awesome. And uh, yeah, just amazing. Um, but outside of that, Johnny, from this game, anything 
that you want to touch on? No, I mean, listen, a great four, four nil win, um, nine points out of nine. Great start. Let's uh, let's hope that we can keep this going. You know, I, I really thought looking into the season that potentially we could start 10 out of 10. Maybe that's lofty and ambitious by, by my own um, wishes. But if we could beat Milan, I think that cements our, our status as true Scudetto contenders, even though I think we already are. You know, obviously, we, you know, a draw is the minimum, but I think we could really go out and beat them. We've owned them so far in 2023. So let's try to make it five out of five or technically six out of six since we sniped two down from them too. So <clears throat> I, again, like fingers crossed, I'm a very superstitious person. So I'll try to ask the question in this way. Seeing what some of Europe's bigger sides have lost you know, over the summer or, you know, things have changed. If you look at Bayern Munich, they've lost um, some some stuff to their squad. If you look at uh, Real Madrid, they've lost. PSG has lost some stuff to their squad. New coaches, you know, you see it from all the big sides across Europe, except for Man City. Is it outrageous to start thinking about, can we get back to another Champions League final this year? Because looking Looking at the way we've played through these first three games, there's a chance that we're even stronger than the team that that made it um, to that final. Is it too lofty to to have those kind of ambitions that Inter can be protagonist in the the Champions League? Because I'm seeing a lot of Interisti say, "Oh, you know, if we get to the quarters, we get to the quarters." Like, would be happy with that as an objective because they want the second star, but. Do you think we can we can dream for for number four this season? I think it's a little too soon to dream for that. Um, you know, City's still City. Real Madrid got stronger. Um, you know, you could say what you want about Bayern. Hopefully, they get smart and they fire Tuchel before it's too late because that guy's a bum. But I mean, they have talent. They still have a lot of talent on that team. So I. I would say, do we have the potential? Absolutely. I really do think we, we can go for it. Um, I, third, maybe fourth best team, I would say, in Europe. All kidding aside, like I'm not sure. Like, but I would still say Man City and, and Real Madrid are, are a, a notch above. And the only... Real, Real Madrid makes it a little bit hard only because they don't have a Benzema up front anymore. Like someone who can bang in the goals, like... Jose Lu is not somebody that would really strike fear into me. Yeah. Um, so but I think that, to, to your point, like if you're saying that we are top five side in Europe, I think those those are the teams that should be dreaming about about you yeah, know. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I I guess since we know the goal is the second star, I think that we're still always going to put a little bit more of an emphasis on the league than we will in Champions League. Does that mean? It's not possible. No, that's not what I'm saying. I just think that we may, you know, lose a little focus in Champions League. You know, and any team can beat any. I mean, for crying out loud, when when Real Madrid won, they lost both matches to Shakhtar. You know, so it's like, yeah, it doesn't. You know, uh, anything could happen. You know, who knows? Maybe we, what if we drop both games against Salzburg, which isn't expected. I mean, we. I mean, you yeah. never know. You just never know in the Champions League. I, so. I mean, I didn't think we were gonna make the final last year, so and we did. So maybe we the same. Maybe if I have the same mentality. We can do it again. I just know I want that second star more than anything. Yeah. Um, a fourth Champions League would be fantastic. Heck, heck, I mean, if you told me right now, hey, you could win a treble, or you know, the Islanders can win the Stanley Cup. What would you pick? I'm taking the treble a hundred times out of a hundred. Um. But like I want, even you know what I just want, I just want that second star because I think on the kit beating Milan to getting the second star, right? Having it on there first and to be be able to see the next year's kit with the you know the Scudetto badge and maybe a Coppa Italia badge and it'll just be it'd be so nice, so nice. Yeah, no, I, I my number one objective in my mind is to get that second star purely because it is, you know, 1919 tied with our, our biggest rival. But, um, you know, I think if people look at the Champions League draw that we got this week, we are facing Sociedad, Salzburg. Um, and they've been pretty nasty. Who is the other team? No. And Benfica. Oh, Benfica, yes. Who we, who we defeated in the... Um, 
the quarters last year. So yeah, I think it's a, obviously anytime, you know, every team in the champions league, like you have to, you have to respect them, but it's the, a different, I'll put it this way. It's a different kind of draw than we've been getting these past several years, which have been insane in the group stages. So, um, yeah, things looking up for Inter. We have to keep the, the momentum going, uh, coming up on an hour here, Johnny, what do you think? Time to head out. Yeah, no, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, yeah. We're good. All right. <laughs> All right. In the words of the great Roberto Scarpini, Forza ragazzi, Forza ragazzi, Forza ragazzi. Forza ragazzi.